folks, here we are, where we are, how we are, I don't know. Nehemia Gordon is at my house. This is Keith Johnson. I am upside down in the earth. I have to be honest, folks, I'm not Wait, sure. you're in Australia? No, no, it's worse than that, Nehemia. But listen, you're at my house, and uh, you've sent me a yeah. couple pictures, and I'm not happy. You're using my cups. You're sitting at my desk. What's going on? I invite you to have one room and you've taken over the entire house. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> so you said make is, yourself uh, at home. Yeah, yeah, I said make myself at home. I didn't say make it your home. <laughs> I really had it with these pictures, but uh, people may know, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, it'll all make sense real soon. Uh, Nehemia is in my house, and as I mentioned, I'm uh, upside down in the earth trying to uh, get some things worked out. In fact, in fact, I'm working on something really exciting, but Here's the issue, Nehemia. As you know, yeah. uh, my computer has crashed. <laughs> literally, it crashed, right? Literally, my like it computer literally crashed to the ground and broke. <laughs> <Crashed>. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long story. Uh, Wait, but so how I, are you speaking to us? So right now, I'm speaking to you from uh, my iPad. Um, it's really interesting uh, where I'm at. Um, it's a cat and mouse game. Uh, how I have to go in and out in terms of trying to get connected. As you know, it's been a challenge for us, but it's such an important update. We decided that we would do this together uh, to take a time to give people an update to kind of what's happening, not only with the Iron Dome tour, but really what's happening in terms of time. And I, I really want to get into this, Nehemia. You have sent out an email, and I want you to give us a background on why you sent the title of your email. Yeah. <laughs> I got the email over here, and I'm thinking, well, what, what's the confusion? And, and so could you just, just let people know right now why you uh, sent the email that way and, and, and what you're trying to trying to communicate. Okay, well, you know, th this uh, Thursday night is the new moon sighting in Israel, September 25th uh, at sunset on Thursday night. And we have this situation where we're not sure if the moon is going to be visible or not. And I guess you could say that every month, that we're not sure the moon will be visible or not. But mm -hmm. here, here it's a little bit of a different situation. You know, in most months I could say if there are no clouds, the moon will definitely be visible. Mm -hmm. Or, if, or um, even if it's perfect skies, the moon will definitely not be visible. Those are, mm -hmm. for most months, I can tell you one of those two um, predictions. I obviously don't know if they're going to be clouds. Nobody knows that except for mm -hmm. the creator of the universe. Um, but in this month, uh, Thursday night, we have um, 38 minutes of lag time. That means from the time of sunset to moonset, there's 38 minutes, which is a very short window. Um, and it's only 1.86% uh, illumination of the, of the moon from the perspective of the Earth. And what all that means is that we're just not sure if the moon will be visible or not. It's just uncertain. It might okay, be visible, you know, but it I, might I not. Hate to do this. I hate to do yeah. this, Nehemia. I have a lot of people that are listening who have no idea why it even matters and what you're talking about with the moon. Okay. What's this Thursday? So, What's the big deal? All right. So if you open up, to, open up to Leviticus 23 and Numbers, I believe, 29, you have mm -hmm. a, a festival which is called Yom Truah, or mm -hmm. some people translate it as a day of trumpets. Uh, I could translate it as a day of shouting. Um, mm -hmm. It's the first day of the seventh month, and it begins with the sighting of the seventh new moon in the Hebrew calendar. Okay, now when you say new moon, when I look in my newspaper, it says yeah. new moon. And it's my understanding when I look in the newspaper and it says new moon, that's a different definition than new moon right, biblically. Right. This, uh, this so is what, the Hebrew biblical definition of new moon. The okay. new moon in your newspaper is what's called astronomical new moon. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, aren't they the same thing? And, and they're not. Um, mm -hmm. Astronomical new moon is, is a relatively recent term. If you look mm -hmm. historically, the, the way the term new moon was used in Hebrew sources and, and even in other sources, um, in, in most languages, up until about, you know, I don't know, maybe about 100 years ago, um, 
uh, or whenever the change was made, new moon took on this new meaning, which was what's mm-hmm. called also called conjunction. Mm-hmm. But the new moon we're talking about is the first visible sliver of the new moon. Mm-hmm. The first uh, crescent. That beautiful thing you see once a month, if you catch it, you look up in the sky once and there's this, this wonderful little beautiful, yeah. So let me ask a question, Nehemia. So, so a lot of people, as I mentioned, are listening to this and they're saying, okay, yeah. so you guys keep talking about the new moon, new moon missions, et cetera. Yeah. So this, this, this festival called Yom Teruah, yeah. is that the same as Rosh Hashanah? Because, uh, you know, there's a real big deal with Rosh Hashanah. So, yeah. Let, let, let me let me first explain. So the, so this festival, Yom Tov, begins with the sighting of the new moon. And mm-hmm. ancient Jewish sources, you'll see, for example, they speak about, you know, such and such a person saw the saw the new moon. So mm-hmm. it was clearly something that's visible. Um, mm-hmm. And, and there, there's really no question. No one disputes it. It's, it's the crescent. And here's where it gets a little bit interesting. Mm-hmm. So rabbinical Jews, um, Pharisees, they uh, continued to follow the new moon sighting even mm-hmm. after the temple was destroyed, up until around the year 359 A.D. And okay, then, so that's uh, after the time of Yeshua, 2,000 years ago, 359 A.D. Right. So about so 330 years after the temple was destroyed the in 70, 70, 60, around the 669, 70, and you're telling me that they were still sighting this new moon that's coming Thursday? They were sighting it? Um, Every month they would they would sight it, and they would um, have witnesses, that were, they would testify, and then they would burn bonfires on the hilltops to let the send the message forth and a certain period the romans for would not allow them to burn the bonfires so they would send out messengers and there's a really cool uh, reference where where it talks about how they sent messengers with like coded messages that you know if they were caught then the you know they they may not have even known what the message was the people receiving it knew Mm -hmm. um and so the romans maybe tortured them and they couldn't give up the secret oh these are new moon uh witnesses um, it's, it's pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, but let me ask it, this question before you go forward. So, it, yeah. it, the Romans, the Romans didn't want the Jews to cite the new moon because then they would be according to God's calendar, according to the biblical well, understanding. What time it wanted, was? They wanted them to find the, follow the Roman calendar. Exactly. Isn't that kind of interesting, Chemia? <laughs> yeah. That uh, that uh, that uh, they stopped at three fifty nine, and 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 now so many people that are listening, a lot of people that are listening, um, have been completely. Um, if I can say they put their they put their lives in sync with the calendar that's not the biblical calendar. One of the things that you've done over the years that's been very very uh, helpful, powerful, uh, wonderful is that you've been committed to helping people understand uh, at least so they can count knowing when the beginning of the biblical month is by sighting of the new moon. And then of course by having this information, people can open their scripture, they can read it and say, oh, so when God says the seventh month you shall have this festival. How do you know when it is? It's not based on looking at a calendar on earth. We look at the calendar in heaven, and that lets us know what time it is on earth. So that's why I wanted to right. kind of get around why this is so important this Thursday, the Thursday night that's coming up. So what happened in 359 is that the, um, you know, the, the Romans uh, abolished the Sanhedrin, which was this council of rabbis, 70 rabbis, who would you know essentially uh, announce that the new moon had been sighted. And... The leader of that Sanhedrin, his name was Hillel II, um, mm-hmm. and and you know there's a very famous figure in Jewish history, Hillel, who who said some of the similar things that Yeshua said, like mm-hmm. he taught the Golden Rule 30 years before Yeshua was born. He was an interesting mm-hmm. figure. That's not him. This is a mm-hmm. different guy. This was a, actually a descendant of his. Uh, you know, 300 and uh, nearly 400 years later, Hillel mm-hmm. II, in 359, he established this uh, calculated calendar using the most advanced, cutting edge science at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is about uh, 
thousand years outdated now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so the best they could do with the science of the time was to calculate the dark moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's interesting because they have the festival, they call it Rosh Hashanah, and we'll get to that in a minute why it's called that. But their Rosh Hashanah was basically in place of Yom Truah mm-hmm. and, um, or in a they also they also call it Yom Truah. They they also call it Day of Shouting or Day of Trumpets, but it's more commonly known in, in, in rabbinical circles as Rosh Hashanah. Mm-hmm. And Rosh Hashanah was always two days long. Now why mm-hmm. two days? Because back in the time before Hill the Second, when they would sight the new moon, the the witnesses weren't always able to come and testify that they mm-hmm. saw the moon until mm-hmm. um, you know sometimes it took forty eight hours. So they said we'll just we'll just keep both. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that consistently every uh, year, and to this very day, rabbinical Orthodox Jews keep Rosh Hashanah for two days. Yeah. So, for example, uh, you know, I have some friends in Israel who are Orthodox Jews, and they will be observing in Israel two days of Rosh Hashanah. Um, now, wait. both of those days are counted from the dark moon. So, wait, this wait, instance, wait, Nehemiah, if you've yeah. got friends that are uh, in Israel, aren't these also people that would would, would help us in citing? The beginning of the seventh month. So, so how is that going to work? Well, hold on. I let's mean, get to that. So they yeah. start their festival Wednesday night. Like, for mm-hmm. example, my mother, who's an Orthodox Jew to this very day, and uh, three of my sisters who live in Israel, they are going to be observing from Wednesday night at sunset all the way till uh, Thursday night at sunset is the first day, and then Friday night at sunset is the second day. So it's obviously 48 wow. hours, sunset okay. to sunset. Actually, probably more like 50 because they add a little bit at the end. Um and then after that, they have Saturday, which is Shabbat. So, so think about that. They have a triple day of rest in a row. They have three days in a row where they can't work, they can't buy and sell, they can't go buy milk. Um, you know, they, three days in a row, in, in, according to their system. Now, here's where it gets a little bit of co- complicated. So, no one really disputes that in ancient times, before Hill the Second, and I say no one in, in Judaism. I, I don't mean in, in um, other mm-hmm. groups who have all kinds of <laughs> interesting theories and. <laughs> Yeah. But in, in the Jewish world, nobody disputes that um, that the month originally began with the sighting of the new moon, and, and in the end, when the when the Sanhedrin is reestablished and you know the Messiah comes, um, I'm not sure the Sanhedrin will be reestablished, but this is what the, the rabbis say um, that we'll go back to sighting the new moon. So mm-hmm. really, the question is between now and when the Messiah comes, or when the Sanhedrin's reestablished, what do we do? And mm-hmm. rabbinical Jews say, look, Hill the second established it. It may have been Roman persecution. So what? We don't have the authority to change what he established for whatever reason he established it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's tradition. Mm-hmm. And I say, why not do what was done biblically in the time of King David and in the time of you know Ezra and Nehemiah uh, mm-hmm. and Moses? What? Why would we do anything different? Mm-hmm. Um, just because the Romans came and, and you know forced us to do something a certain way, well, the Romans are gone. I mean, they mm-hmm. don't exist, and we're still here. So, so they'll be observing it Wednesday night. There's no question. If you look at any Jewish calendar, it's not a question about when this festival is. And just to be it's, clear, Nehemiah, yeah, Wednesday night, yeah. there won't be a new moon. No, there will not be a new moon. It's impossible for there to be a new moon on Wednesday night. Right. It's absolutely impossible. And it's not even certain if there'll be a new moon Thursday night in Israel. <laughs> okay, now here comes, here comes the rub. So, so basically... There'll what, definitely be a new moon Friday night, no question the, the about that. The first possibility for a new moon is Thursday night. And so now That's the whole issue about why... We're deciding when, you know, whether that will be cited or not cited. Why, yeah. why do we want to know that? Because we want to know when we can acknowledge, celebrate, uh, honor. And I want to know when this. God's time is for this festival, not Hill oh, II's time. Oh, that's, that's a that's long way around it, Nehemiah, but I appreciate you uh, taking the time to explain it because this is a big deal. Thursday night, now now for the real issue. 
Yeah. You're in Charlotte. I'm upside down in the earth. Who do we have in Israel that's going to be citing uh, the, the beginning of the seventh month? Do we have people there? Oh, we Are definitely they... have people in Israel. Um, mm -hmm. And we have two types of observers. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got observers who are um, actually based on the observation. They will mm -hmm. celebrate the festival. Okay. In so in other words, words, when they see it? That's the it. That's the on. festival. The party's yeah. on. Okay. Got it. That's it. Yeah. Um, then there's another type of observer who are Orthodox Jews, mm -hmm. um, and their position is, well, we're not going to actually observe the festival based on the sighting because we've got tradition. Mm -hmm. But when the Sanhedrin's reestablished, we want to have this experience and knowledge of how to sight the new moon. Mm -hmm. And so they're actually doing it more from a, the perspective of you know science and you know, and, and maybe in some res some respects you might say they're. Well, I don't want to speak for them. You can go look on their website. For example, the Israeli New Moon Society is, is maybe the, the most well-known uh, of the organizations. And they explain what their purposes are. But as I understand it, and, and I really shouldn't speak for them, but as I understand it, they're doing it so that when the Sanhedrin is reestablished, they'll be able to hand that information over to the Sanhedrin and say, look, we have these 2,000 observations. This is when it was seen. This is when it was not seen. And then the Sanhedrin will know and be able to use that information to interrogate the witnesses. So, so if a witness would, would come, let's say mm -hmm. the Sanhedrin existed today, and a witness came and said, I saw the new moon Wednesday night, the Sanhedrin would immediately off the bat say, you're a liar, we know you're lying. Mm -hmm. How do you know he's lying? Because we've been carrying out new moon observations for the last 30 years, and we know under a Wednesday night that visibility is impossible. Right. So that's why the, the Orthodox Jews, as I understand it, are amassing this information. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I have most respect for what they're doing. Mm. Um, I don't want to ridicule them for observing the festival on Wednesday night. Um, you know, and I want to acknowledge that they've actually, uh, you know, amassed a great deal of scientific knowledge mm -hmm. of when the new moon is visible. That's been very helpful for us. Mm -hmm. um, so here's where it gets a little complicated. The Orthodox Jews who will sight the moon Thursday night, they can't tell us if they saw it or not until Saturday night. <laughs> And the reason they can't tell us? So in rabbinical Orthodox Judaism, you can't use a telephone or a computer on a holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that means, let's say, let's say you're, you know, well, my mother, for example, she can't use her telephone or her computer from sunset Wednesday night till sunset Saturday night for 72 hours. And technically it's more like 74 hours, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So for 72 hours, she can't use a telephone. She can't use a computer. Mm -hmm. um, she can't use a car. So for so so I mean so this is actually this is why the Arabs attacked on, on Yom Kippur in the Yom Kippur War in 1973. Mm -hmm. They knew that the Orthodox Jews wouldn't lift up the telephone, even mm -hmm. if you lifted up the telephone and called the, the tank commander and said you need to show up for for the, um, you know we're under attack. He won't lift up the phone and answer it. Right. So that that's what the Arabs were reckoning on. What, what they didn't take into account is that the air raid sirens were right. You know, you know, went off, and, and, and so they did come to the tanks anyway. But I know an example of one particular person who, it was, it was the Yom Kippur holiday, and his mother answered the phone, and, and he was actually in tanks. I know this person personally. And, and her, his mother decided, I'm not going to tell him that, you know, we got this phone call until after the holiday. Okay. So he so, showed up, you know, he showed up probably, um, I don't know, 12 to 18 hours later than he should have for the war. Uh, and he's probably alive because of it, because his entire unit was wiped out. Wow. Um, so anyway, let, me just, let me be clear, though. Yeah. So, so now uh, the people that are, are there that would be sighting the moon on Thursday yeah. night, 
yeah. we'll go out and say, and maybe, and maybe they saw it, but they're not going to be able to communicate. They're not going to get on the internet. They're so, not going to so make So the point calls. is some of the observers mm-hmm. will communicate to us and some won't. Mm-hmm. And here's the problem. It's very difficult to prove a negative. It's really easy to prove a positive. If we have two people who cite the moon, let's say our friend Yoel cites the moon, mm-hmm. and then somebody in Jerusalem, we've got a bunch of people in Jerusalem who are citing the moon, we have people in other places too. So if we have two witnesses who say we saw the moon, and they're reliable witnesses, that's an important point, mm-hmm. um, then, um, then it's no problem. We know mm-hmm. it's Thursday night. But what if all of our observers, and there aren't that many observers, you know, let's say mm-hmm. it's 20 or 30. Let's say we've mm-hmm. got 30 people who say we didn't sight the moon. But then Saturday night we found out maybe 10 people sighted the moon just in different places. You know, Israel's mm-hmm. not a big country, but mm-hmm. I mean we literally had a situation where we had a bunch of people sighting the new moon from the, from the wall of the old city uh, of Jerusalem. And maybe a mile and a half away there was a bunch of people sighting it from Mount of Olives. Mm-hmm. And they, the people on the Mount of Olives saw the moon, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. And the reason they saw the moon is the Mount of Olives is actually higher than the location where we were. The Mount of mm-hmm. Olives is higher than ancient Jerusalem, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that's probably the reason they saw it. Um, so, so look, you, you, you know, I mean, they were a couple miles apart, and one group saw it and one didn't. So we could have 20 or 30 observers who report in, and I don't know what the exact number is. So let's say it's 20 or 30. Um, depends who shows up. That's part of the issue. Um, you know, it, we could have all those people say they didn't cite it, and then we have find out, you know, two people did cite it Thursday night. That could happen. Mm-hmm. And so here's where I want to be really careful and, and really, you know, um, you know, it could be really easy to say, you know, oh, it wasn't cited, and so it's Friday night. Um, and look, some people – and so here's my point. So it, if it's not cited Thursday night, then by default it's the following night, which is Friday night. Okay. Right. But then Saturday night we might find out, well, that's what you, you know, it was Friday night based on the information you had, but it was cited, and so now it's Thursday night. Uh-huh. So, so now for those, okay. You so can't this re-celebrate just... the holiday. And this is why the rabbinical Jews in ancient times, and even in modern times, celebrated two days. Okay. Um, and if somebody wanted to say, okay, I'm going to celebrate both days, like I have a, my, I've got a friend in China, and he mm. sent me an email, and he said, I'm going to blow my shofar Thursday night and take Friday off of work. And I understand where he's coming from. By the time we announce that the moon was or was not sighted, let's say it is sighted, he mm-hmm. won't know until you know three or four in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, China time, um, mm-hmm. maybe later than that. You know, if there's you know certain delays and things like that. So his point is, look, the holiday will be half over. I'm mm-hmm. going to celebrate. I'm going I'm to keep both days. And then for for Yom Kippur, obviously for Yom Kippur you can't keep two days in a row. So for Yom Kippur, then I'll I'll adjust based on what what I find out was really cited Thursday yeah. night. And that's Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do, Nehemiah. And you know, it's amazing. People are listening. Thousands of people will listen to this and they're like, what are they talking about? You know, what's, what's really nice about understanding is if you can both understand it, hear it, see it, feel it, touch it, experience it. So here's what we're going to do based on what you just said. Um, this weekend, I'm going to ask uh, our folks to, 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 to put back up the, the ninth episode where you and I went out and, and uh, looked for both the barley and the moon. In the ninth episode of uh, Time Will Tell, we're going to put that up this weekend for everybody in preparation for Yom Kippur that's coming the next weekend, one of those days. And the reason for this is because I really want people to understand this. Isn't this is interesting? The only holiday that's actually celebrated on the new moon is this Yom particular Yom Teruah, which I think is pretty amazing. People around the world are going to be celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Uh, some people around the world are going to be looking for Yom Teruah. Some folks are going to say we're going to do it based on calculations. Others are going to wait until they see it. 
I, I said it during our Iron Dome tour special report, you know, when Yeshua said no one knows the day or the hour. I mean, I, I just think it's amazing that this this holiday, this holy time is one of those that nobody knows. You don't know. I don't know. NASA doesn't know. <laughs> and so it's going to be kind of exciting. I mean, we, we really don't know. And I'm upside down in the earth. And so I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. Uh, you're definitely I'll hear from you as far as when it is. But uh, Nehemiah, this this also leads toward the fact that we're going to be going on tour together. Yeah. And we get to um, also share some of this information with people on tour. Now, let's just update everyone on how they can get the information about where we're going to be five cities in 10 days during the week of Sukkot. Can you can you give them a, a little a little bit of guidance on how they can find out where we're going to be? Yeah. So first of all, they can go to my website, uh, nehemiahswall.com, mm-hmm. um, N-E-H-E-M-I-A-S, wall, mm-hmm. nehemiahswall.com, and, and hopefully you'll have the link on the page there. Or then go mm-hmm. to your website, and mm-hmm. like I said, uh, if they're listening to this, hopefully there'll be a link from the audio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BFAinternational.com, NehemiahSwall.com. Right. Uh, okay, both of them and, have and then the both Iron of the Dome websites, tour. yeah, there, there's an uh, explanation of you know the Iron Dome tour, when it is, where it is, October 10th to 19th. Um, mm-hmm. It's over Sukkot. We're actually, you know, it's really a great story. I love this. Uh, you, you want to tell the story of how we ended up doing five cities in, in, uh, in a period of 10 <laughs> well, yeah, days? Yeah, I, I would like to tell. And let me just I, tell I, the people, we're going to be in Iowa. We're going to be mm-hmm. in Colorado in two places. We're going to be in... in um, in Oregon, and we're going to be in Southern California. So yeah. four states, two 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 locations in California. So five cities, yeah. and, and I don't know if the word city is appropriate because in can in a in a Canyon City, Colorado, it's it's actually called a city, but it's like somewhere out in the mountains. I, I mean, I don't know. So so yeah. uh, we're doing five cities in in uh, in four states in a period of ten days. So how did that happen, Keith? Yeah, well, let's back up. I mean, basically, you and I were doing research on uh, – there's a long project. I won't get into it right now, but we, I, I really wanted to go to the five cities, uh, the, the Philistine cities where the ark was taken. And you came to town on another matter, and I said, Nehemia, well, could we find this Could we find this, this place, Ekron? And he's like, well, we have to – you know, you put me on one of those wild goose chases, and <laughs> we, we ended up in ancient Ekron. We were over, and over our shoulder, we had, uh, we had the, uh, the fighter jets, and we had just seen the, uh, the Iron Dome – uh, actual up close and personal. Everyone's heard about that. Yeah. And from there, it was determined that we were going to take the information that we had learned uh, from the Iron Dome and share it with the public. But let me say something before I get to this. Uh, and people need to know this. Uh, we actually took a time for prayer. This wasn't something we just said, oh, what, a great, what a great marketing idea. We actually battled uh, in, in prayer over this issue of whether we would, uh, would, whether we would go out uh, together. Because we know there's a, there are all sorts of issues that people struggle with. There are issues that are being uh, information that people are getting. That's, that's if I can say this, uh, kind of like those missiles where they're being attacked and and, uh, and 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 hurt. And I feel like the information that we do have that's biblically biblically based can help shoot down a lot of that. But but you it was you that said you know what if there was an Iron Dome tour? Can I tell we people said, what the Iron Dome is? Can, can I interrupt you? Yeah, well, they they you think people don't know? I'm what the not Iron sure Dome everybody is. knows what the Iron Dome is. So so Israel just had a war with Gaza. And uh, you know Hamas and Gaza, they make these rockets, and they cost like you know something somewhere in the order of between fifty and five hundred dollars for a rocket. Um, it's made mm-hmm. in a garage. It's usually made from irrigation pipes, um, mm-hmm. and they just lob them at Israel, and they'll and they'll fire. And you know one of them is really difficult to aim, but if you fire ten at a time, you're bound to hit something. And um, and they've been doing this for years. You know people heard mm-hmm. about it recently in the news, but there's been nonstop, continuous. Even now that we're we're at you know in a quote unquote you know permanent ceasefire there's still been rockets go look it up 
Sure, there has. There, you know, sure there, there, has. There, there's no ceasefire. There, there, that, that's a lie. That's what they tell the UN. Mm-hmm. Um, but look in the news. There's rockets. They're, they continue even now. So, so the problem with the rockets is Israel, you know, had this weapon system, the the Patriot missiles, which they got from the U.S. Mm-hmm. and they developed it into the Arrow, and the, and the Arrow was okay at, at shooting down a long range missile. But these little like mm-hmm. kind of harassment missiles, they were too short range. You know, sometimes they'd be in the air for 15 seconds and then they'd kill somebody. Mm-hmm. So Israel mm-hmm. developed a system, and, and when they made it, they said it's got to be inexpensive. Now, what's inexpensive for an army? Each uh, rocket the Iron Dome shoots is fi- costs fifty thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars, but that's really cheap. The the Patriot and Arrow system costs like over a million dollars per rocket. So mm-hmm. um, so Israel had has this system, and, and and it's really really easy to just lob out these 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 uh these Qassam rockets and. These other rockets that Hamas has, it's just really easy for them. You know, they make them for fifty bucks, and they shoot ten of them, and they, you know, and they maybe they kill somebody, maybe they don't. But to knock those down is a lot more difficult. It's a lot more challenging. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's the cutting edge technology in the world that Israel uses to knock mm-hmm. down those rockets. And mm-hmm. and so and so, what, why did you know? Why did we take? Why are we calling this the Iron Dome tour? Because the way I see it is, there's people out there who are you know. Sitting behind their computers in their underwear and just lobbing out these rockets at the at God's people, they're just like you know fire, and it's real easy to do that. Take like you know little sniper shots and shoot off these yeah. rockets and and undermine people's faith by going in the tunnels. And what I want to mm-hmm. do is empower the people to you know to bring the Iron Dome and empower mm-hmm. the people so they don't have to you know be damaged by these by these these spiritual kasams that this you know the the spirit, the Torah terrorists are firing at them. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's what's exciting about this. Now, I will say this yeah. uh, for those that are listening. Um, I'm in a bit of a touchy situation right now. I would just ask for prayer <laughs> um, in terms of where I am and, and needing to get back. Uh, Wait, are you back saying the this, house there's a chance no, you won't come on listen, the Iron Dome door? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is right now I'm in a very a tenuous situation upside down in the earth while you're at my house and I'm here. And there's some, there are some issues that I need prayer on. To be able to get back so that we can do that. But let me say this. What I do want to do is this, Nehemiah. I, I thought it was phenomenal yeah. when, you, um, when you invited us to bring the camera along to understand uh, biblical time. We're going to make that episode available right away this weekend. When they listen to this, they can go to bfainternational.com. They can watch uh, Biblical Time, Episode 9 with you and I. Actually, we went to Gaza. We went to the Gaza border. Yeah. Uh, in that, in that and that's series. where we, we were. Was that like about, a few years ago when we were citing the new moon? Uh, yes, yeah, citing oh. the new moon. And so then the so other if people want to understand this whole Yom Teruah thing, you must watch that episode. That's Episode 9. And then they get to watch the Yom Teruah actual Which is Egyptian, Episode 10? I don't know. Which, no, no, no. So, that's, yeah. that's right on time. Both episodes are going to be available, and I want to tell people. And it's called it's, "Right on Time, Not Time Will Tell." Yeah. Well, listen now. First uh, episode nine, biblical time, and then the episode that we just made available last week. Hundreds of people, thousands have watched it already. Available for people to watch for free. That's where we go and actually cite a seventh month uh, new moon, and then so you'll next include week, that link. When, Absolutely. When Both of those are going to be available, before. and then in preparation, that's for the Yom Kippur special, which you have not seen. I've, I have not oh, seen. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> No, because uh, it's not it's not ready yet. It'll be ready. I was there when it was recorded. So <laughs> yeah. So, but here's, let me just say this to everybody. What yeah. I what I really do appreciate about um, the process that we've been in, Nehemiah, the, the heritage that I come from. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes we look at things like Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, Leviticus twenty three. Those things ah, those things aren't applicable. But as I have been able to take a, a fresh approach 
to Scripture and to find out that God's time still is in effect today, why couldn't we help people understand that? You've been awesome as far as being willing to share the information. I've had my little camera. We've done, I think the production of this stuff has been really amazing. It's been on TV. Uh, people have loved it. It's going to give people a chance to see from the land of Israel, uh, both, both, both the first month and also the seventh month. And then that actually helps us to count down to what I call the miracle of Yom Kippur. So those things are going to be available. Nehemia, now you're at my house. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make this link available. We're going to send this out to people. Again, they can just click it. Free registered member. Watch it as many times as you want. Share it with family and friends in preparation for Yom Kippur. We appreciate the fact that you are in contact with people in Israel that are going to be citing the new moon. Now, I have a very important question, and this is yeah. probably another subject, but I'm just going to ask it, and you got to answer this in less than... Before you, answer, before you ask that, I just want to give a okay. quick rundown of, of the five events we're doing. We're okay. going to be in Boone, Iowa, October 10th to 11th. Mm -hmm. um, then, from there, we go... And all of this is on the, both websites, uh, nehemiaswall.com and bfainternational.com. Second place is going to be a place called Evans, Colorado. I believe that's north of, um, mm -hmm. of Denver. We're going to be there October 12th. That's a one-night event. Then we're going to be in Canyon City, Colorado for two days speaking, October 13th to 14th. That's the one up in the mountains. Um, mm. Then the fourth one is going to be can the you know the huge event every year at Canby, Oregon. We're really excited about that. Um, mm. That's the One Nation Northwest Sukkot. Um, and last but not least, and, and maybe you know most, uh, is the Hesperia, Cal California, which is a couple hours mm. east of L.A., if I'm not mistaken, October mm. 17th to 19th. I looked at the schedule of when they have a speaking, and I, 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 I I'm like, what? They have a speaking like between the two of us for like 12 hours. So this is going to be like, like I, I, I've been hiding in my cave in China for the last year, and it's all going to come out. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to so stay, say, yeah. It, it, let me, yeah. Let me say this. So, so this that's awesome. People can get the People can get the information about that. And what, what I do love about what we're doing, and we are in prayer about a couple other things. Won't make any announcement now because I'm stuck upside down in the earth. Um, but hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, we will be able to um, to let people know how we're going to continue in the spirit of the Iron Dome Tour, giving people biblical information that can inspire them, help them, bless them, keep them grounded. Uh, I want to ask a question. Um, sure. Nehemia, and, and I'm not going to, we can't go long, but I got to ask you this question. So, You've got I got a, a friend who's in uh, who's in the Dominican Republic. I've got another friend. You know, this this international thing is amazing. I'm in an international place right now around the world, people around the world that are getting this information, new information. And they're saying, well, look, I looked up in the sky and I saw the first sliver of the new moon. It was on Thursday night. That is officially the time. Um, what is your um, answer to the people that say it doesn't matter what happens in Israel? This is what's happening in Texas. I mean, Texas is big. Maybe it shows yeah. up in Texas. So. What would be your response to people that say, you know, I, I've got it enough to know to look and see it. I see it. I'm in Texas. Yom Teruah. What's your, well, so, what's your so, response? So to, to me, you know, the way I look at that is that historically, when it was observed, it was always from Israel. And the mm -hmm. word would go out from Israel. And so mm -hmm. we have this description of, you know, the, the bonfires, for example, the signal fires, to be more accurate. Mm -hmm. The signal fires, the, the first one was in Haramishcha, the Mount of Anointing, uh, or mm -hmm. next, next to the Mount of Olives. Um, and then from there, it would go to Sartaba, and then from there, mm -hmm. you know, to Agrippina. And, and we actually know the names of the mountains. That's that's what's cool mm -hmm. about it. Like, this isn't and we some, were on the mountains, Nehemiah. We Come were on. on the mountains. Beseda. No, but my, my point is, this isn't some kind of like, you know, sometimes you read these, you know, rabbinical texts and, you know, other ancient sort of texts, and you're like, you know, it's describing, you know, the mythical river that shoots out rocks. And you're like, well, wow, there's no such place. These are actual mountains I've been to, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and that anybody could go to and you could and they're actually and you go to them and you see wow you can actually see, you would be able to see a signal fire from that mountain to that mountain it's, yes. it's incredible yes it's a beautiful and, and so and so the point is that it would it would be announced in Israel and it would go forth in Israel into the diaspora and mm. and anybody who was beyond that signal of the diaspora would keep two days because they didn't know which day it was um, okay. and and so that's what was done historically uh, up until the time of Hill the second now um, you know today. Should we go up to you know Mount Wilson in um, you know near Los Angeles and you know which is has this observatory and you know and sight it from there and um, you know it just doesn't make sense to me that if this is what they did in ancient times that we're gonna somehow do it different. That's not how David would have done it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I have to then I have to ask myself the question: What about the people in Saint Petersburg, Russia, where sunset is like at three a.m. or something ridiculous like that? And what about the people in um, you know, places that are covered with mist perpetually. And, the, and my point is, in both those kind of environments, you would never see the new moon. You might mm-hmm. not see it for, for many days. I mean, mm-hmm. um, whereas in Israel, we have an environment which is really like, I mean, it's designed for the new moon. It really mm-hmm. is. So, awesome. so so to me, you know, to me, everything focuses on the, the, the place where Yehovah put his name. And the Amen. place where he put his name is the Temple Mount in Jerusalem Amen. and the land of Israel. And, and and that's you know that that's where it, it should go for an amazing but, segue because uh, yeah. because because what's coming what's coming for Yom Teruah is, uh, is you know I think it's amazing that people first of all are going to be looking uh, for this for this sign in the heavens that will let us know what time it is on the earth and then of course Yom Kippur yeah. again we're going to make available when they listen to this they can go to bfnnational.com they can go right on the front page and you'll see right on time there's a little picture there for where we're citing the seventh month uh, they can then watch Biblical Time, which gives the entire basis, Nehemiah. Both from, actually, Dr. Roy Hoffman is in that episode also, who's sharing about what the process they go through in terms of knowing about the new moon. And then, of course, you took us into the field. And, and, and he's actually an Orthodox Jewish scientist who he's also founded, an Orthodox Jewish scientist. was yeah. one of the founders of the Israeli New Moon Society. Yeah, so this is all information that people, it's, it's gold in what we have. And again, it was well-received all over the world. We're going to make it available this weekend. Again, those are those two episodes. And then again, Yom Kippur coming. Be in prayer for me. I got to get my house back. Nehemiah has run roughshod over that place. <laughs> I need to do some things need to happen in the I next few days. The actually, <laughs> let, me, let me just say this. In, in all seriousness, uh, by Yom Teruah, potentially, uh, I will know whether I will be able to um, get away from where I am at right now. So people uh, really appreciate your prayers. Uh, Nehemiah, I'm very excited about um, us being able to bring this information that's been really sitting in the archives for two years now. It really, yeah. I think, is going to help people understand this. I really appreciate the work that you've done. We're going to try to get this up and available based on the technology that we have, and uh, it'll be good to get on the road to see people face-to-face. Friends, if you can, come and visit us. Also, we're going to have this information available again online. But the Iron Dome Tour is going to be amazing. We're bringing new information, but it's all biblical. Amen. Amen. <laughs> This is uh, Keith Johnson, Upside Down. Nehemia Gordon, where are you again? I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina at Keith's house. <laughs> Remember those words. And I'm wearing Keith. his wearing his slippers. <laughs> hey, folks, thanks for listening. We are looking forward to everything that's coming during this very powerful month. Amen? Amen. Shalom. <laughs>